this could take a lot off your plate to um and have a great experience and you know that everything's kind of taken care of and you have a mom in the background making sure you're all good i know that would put my mind at ease even i mean you hope you don't have to really use it but if you know if your kid uh, does somehow walk away or whatever the circumstances are that would make me feel better just even knowing it's there being able to be a small part of other people's memories uh it's a really special it's a really special bond that i get to build with my clients and i love getting to help them not only just with that initial vacation but with vacation time after time and year after year we're erica radis and marie lifschultz a san antonio area realtor and lender but most importantly we're working moms the goal of this podcast is to provide support and a sense of community to san antonio area working moms like us so join us in trying to find a balance between career, family, and everything in between. Welcome to this episode of the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. We have a guest on with us, Farron Gustafson, and she is a travel advisor. And so we're going to let her talk about all the fun stuff she does. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so, hello. Um Yes, yeah, so I am a travel advisor. Um, I I operate under the name Vacations Worth Melting For, so that's kind of just me, myself, and I. Uh, but I'm actually a part of a, a host agency called Magical Enchanted Vacations, and we are um, the agency. You know, we call it MEV. Uh, MEV is actually a platinum agency with Disney. Uh, Universal Studios, Sandals, and there's a couple of other great, you know, uh, great, great suppliers out there that uh, that that we are able to partner with and and we sell destinations for quite often. So, um, but yeah, I specialize in uh, Disney destinations and Universal Studios, and I love being able to take the stress away from from my clients so that they can really just focus on making memories with their families. Oh, I love it. So how long have you been doing this, Karen? Uh, I graduated the Disney College of Knowledge uh, in the summer of 2018. And at the time, we had just welcomed our uh, our second child. And I was a middle school theater teacher. And so that supplemental side gig, you know, kind of became a little bit more of a necessity. Uh, and so I, I wanted to, you know, find something that would make me feel as passionate and and as excited as, as teaching theater did. And when I found out that you could, you know, work with people to customize and curate their their Disney vacations, I was like, well, that, that seems like an obvious fit for me. So um, found a great host agency that I uh, was able to work part-time through. A lot of host agencies don't really have the ability to kind of let their, their agents work part-time. Um, but my, uh, my, wow, sorry. Uh, my, my agency owner is, uh, a really wonderful person who, um, completely understood my, you know, predicament of like, I'm, I'm available full-time during the summer and like certain weeks throughout the year, but I've got this newborn and I have three and a half year old. And also I work like 12 to 14 hour days on the regular, you know, teaching theater and after school rehearsals and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I, so I've, I've technically been doing this since 2018. Um, but full time, I would say really for about the last year or so. Awesome. 
So yeah. your side hustle became your full-time job. You got really good. Yeah. And it worked for you. Yes. I, uh, I, I left teaching in August of 2020. Thanks COVID. Um, mm-hmm. to be home with the kids and, yeah. um, make sure that they were, you know, we were trying to be as safe as possible. Yeah. And so once everyone else kind of was like reintegrated into society, I was kind of sitting at home twiddling my thumbs like, okay, well, what about me? What do I do? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I had gone through some trial and error jobs kind of out in the real world and finally just decided, well, I know what I like doing. I know, I know I'm good at it. Um, Why am I, why am I out here trying to like make, make my square peg fit in all these round holes Um, and just decided that I was just going to focus on what I wanted to do. And that was planning vacations. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love when I see somebody's um, like side passion turn into their full-time job. I think that's amazing. It's um, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's Well, it sounds fun. Um, and so when you are um, advising people, what does a typical workday look like for you? So generally I, um, you know, I go drop the kids off at school and get myself nice and caffeinated before I plant myself <laughs> down at my desk. <laughs> Big advocate for <laughs> all the coffee. Um, but I, you know, I generally start out by checking my inbox, seeing what cro- quote requests I have uh, waiting for potential clients. Um, I am not generally the type of person that is, and this is going to sound really strange. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not a good salesperson. Um, yeah, I'm not really either. And that's what my job is. So yeah, like I hate that icky feeling of right, being same. pressured, right? It's just, it's so uncomfortable and it's yeah. uh, like, so I, I try to live life by the golden rule. Like I don't want someone treating me like, you know, with dollar signs in their eyes. So I, I refuse to, to do that to clients. So I make sure that I, um, ask them what we call qualifying questions. Cause I really want to get a, a firm grasp of what it is that people are looking for out of this vacation. Um, okay. Nobody nobody needs to spend their entire life savings on a Disney vacation in order to make it be the most magical memory that you've ever had. Can you? 100%, please call me. Um, however, like, <laughs> <laughs> however, if we're working with like a fixed budget, I been there, done that. Like I, I want people to be able to enjoy their time, get every experience possible, but not stress about the finances. Um, so I'm very, mm. I'm very cognizant of, you know, what it is that people are really in need of on the vacation instead of focusing on like upselling them all these, you know, different things. Um, usually I am working on, um, you know, I customize travel packets for clients about, two weeks, 10 days-ish before they travel. Um, and that's just things like updating lists of like, hey, this ride is, is down for refurbishment or there's gonna be construction going on at this resort. Um, making sure that all of their, um, you know, their transportation to and from the airport is finalized. Making sure that we've got um, dining reservations, like good solid locked in. Um, confirmation numbers are all neat mm-hmm. and pretty in a row. Um, you know, sometimes I I have to call suppliers, which is a great way, um, for people that do decide to utilize a travel advisor, Mm -hmm. 
um, to really kind of see our value at the, at the very base level. You're not the one sitting on hold for who knows how long, you know? Right. Yeah. So um, I'll call, I'll call Disney universal, Disney cruise line, whomever it is so that um, you don't have to, to worry about doing that. Um, if I have a client that is within, um, we call it the 60 day window. And that means that we can start booking your Disney dining and experience mm-hmm. reservations. So things like, you know, if you want to go eat some Mickey Mouse waffles over at Chef Mickey, if you want to go um, do have like a, a makeover with a fairy godmother in training at the Bippity Bobbity Boutique, um, we book all of those things 60 days out. The fun part is, and I say that like very air quotes filled, mm-hmm. um, is that those reservations open between 4.45 and 5 a.m. our time. Ooh, oh, wow. So, yeah. So I, I wake up and I take care of those for my clients so that they don't, they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, it's a great, you know, I, I, I didn't, had no idea, honestly, kind of like what a travel agent did. I mean, as a kid, we didn't, I mean, we went to the coast and that's about it. So we've, I, you know, as, as an adult, I've, we've done a few things, but I had never thought about using a travel agent, honestly. We just kind of went and figured out as go, you know, we went and booked a hotel and that's it. Um, yeah. But here's all the stuff that you actually could benefit. So working moms could really benefit. Hey, if you're planning a trip for the summer, this could take a lot off your plate to, yes. um, and have a great experience. And you know that everything's kind of taken care of and you have a mom in the background, making sure you're all good. Hundred <laughs> percent, and I like you know, like you said, we didn't travel when I was a kid. Um, I'm I grew up in Oklahoma, and so pretty much any and all time off of school was spent driving back and forth across the Red River, um, seeing my grandparents on on both sides, really. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize until I started researching it that travel agents were even still a thing. Um, it felt very like Mad Men, you know, Lucy and Desi kind of, kind of a job. Um, but it, uh, I, I honestly, like if I had had the knowledge when I was planning my kids first couple of Disney trips Mm -hmm. that I had now, there is no way I would have done it myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Erica. Oh, I was just going to say, it sounds like there's a ton of benefits um, to using one. Um, and so like in terms of like charges and things like that, how, like, how does that work? Is it like a pay by service type thing or how does it work for your clients? So there are, you know, just like every business out there has different business models, um, travel agents and travel advisors are no different. So, um, I currently don't charge any fees to my clients as long as they're, they're booking a three day, uh, so like a three night package with three days worth of park tickets, um, anything under that, I, you know, I do, uh, charge a service fee for that strictly sure. because, uh, we don't get paid until it's a three day, three day, you know, a oh, three night okay. day and a three day park ticket. Um, yeah. so if I, if I, as long as I'm getting, you know, a commission, um, and, and can pay my bills with that, I'm, I'm fine with that for now. Um, that's not to say that my services will always be free. Um, there are a lot of um, agents and there's actually a really big movement in the industry right now to go ahead and charge those service fees. Um, So my advice, I think, as far as that would go would be 
if if you come across a travel advisor, whether you decide that I'm the greatest fit for you or not, if you find a travel advisor who is looking to charge a service fee, it doesn't mean that they're scamming you or that they're um, breaking some sort of rule or anything. There are various laws depending on which state, um, which state your your client lives in and which state you live in, and all kinds of great stuff like that. Um, but there's there is a big movement in the industry right now to go ahead and charge those fees so that you are getting paid for your time and your knowledge. Um, like I said, I'm okay with getting just a commission right now, but that's not to say that I wouldn't charge those fees in the future. Um, but generally, you know, generally our suppliers make sure that we're, if we're sending them business, they make sure that, that we get compensated for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that we know how that works. Oh my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) no, I totally don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, you're doing work and you should be paid for your work. I mean, in our industry and real estate, people ask us to cut commissions and stuff all the time. I mean, that's just part of our, just our industry specifically. And so you have to navigate that, you know, have you worked with this person before? Have you never worked with them? Does it seem like it's going to be a difficult situation? You know, I mean, you just, you, it's got to be kind of a case by case thing. And so I don't think um, it's unreasonable for you guys and your travel uh, advocate or advisor industry to think that you should charge fees for that. It's a service just like anything else. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for saying that. Like yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the times the example that we give is real estate agents or, um, you know, actually one of our, somehow uh, one of our biggest competitors lately has been like uh, the big box stores like Costco and Sam's. Um, and they are, they're able to offer things that, that the little guys like myself just flat out can't offer. Right. Um, you know, are you going to be able to save some money going through them? There's really decent chance that the answer to that is, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't match the onboard credit that Costco and Sam's are going to offer you. Like I can't offer you $800 worth of onboard credit strictly because that's probably like 90 to 95% of my commission, like just on, you know, just on the cruise. Um, however, our value in this industry really is our knowledge and our availability. Um, so let's say that you're in Miami and you're getting ready to board onto a DCL, which is Disney Cruise Line, and something happened and they can't confirm your confirmation number or they're saying that your travel documents are invalid. I guess you're going to have to call Costco and hope that that person on the other end has been on a Disney cruise and is is you know, available to help you get on that ship before it sails off. Um, you know, I make myself available to my clients pretty much 24 seven when they travel. Um, everything from, Hey, I forgot baby wipes. Like, can, where do I buy those in the park to, um, Hey, the transportation that we set up to get us back to the airport for a return flight, like they're not here. What do we do? So, you know, I'm a phone call or a text message away. And my, my favorite little visual is there's like this episode of the office, uh, where two of the characters are going in and they're selling, they're trying to convince this, this guy to like, not take their contract over to like office Depot or something. And uh, he, Dwight takes out his phone, puts it on speaker and calls the customer service line at office Depot. And the entire time that he's telling him how important you are to us as a client, like 
Office Depot hasn't even picked up yet. Right. Yeah. So it's it's really that personalized one-on-one service. Like I care about your vacation. I want you to have these amazing memories that like I didn't really get to have as a kid. Like I know mm-hmm. the importance and the struggle of of getting to the point where you can say, I can take my kids to go do this, or I can finally surprise my best friend with the bachelorette party of her dreams, or you know, all kinds of, of stuff. Like I I get so invested in my clients' vacations. I get so excited when they get checked in. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to the park tomorrow. Um, like that's to me, that's really the biggest difference is I'm available and I'm here yeah. for you and I want to help you. And I'm not just sitting in some call center, you know. Oh, right. great. No, I love it. No, I mean that I like I said, we I as have never had a travel agents and never worked with them didn't know what they did so wasn't really sure how you would utilize one so if I was someone who's thinking of a vacation that I want to take with my kids and my family uh, what would a typical like if I wanted to give you a call frame what would it would it what information would you need like for us to be prepared in order to have that conversation with you sure so um I, I just I usually need to know how many people are going to be traveling If any of them are under the age of 18, I need to know their ages when you're going to travel. Um, A lot of that has to do with, you know, fire marshal regulations and resorts and things like that. But also because uh, sometimes if your little one is little enough, they are a guest of Mickey uh, and they don't have to have a park ticket. And so that will save you a pretty penny um, or lots and lots and lots of pretty pennies, depending on how many, <laughs> you know, how long you're looking to go. Uh, but, uh, you know, so yeah, so I need to know number of travelers, ages if they're under 18. Um, do you have a time of year that you're looking to travel? Like, do you have a very set, a very specific set of dates? Or are you kind of like, I just know that we want to go at some point in the next like eight months, you know, just tell me those kinds of things. Um, and I can usually, usually look around at some different options and find out, you know, what's going to be the best option for you. Um, if you have a budget, it's great to let me know what your ideal budget would be. My little asterisks with that though, I think would be just know that Mickey is magic. I'm not, um, (laughs) the cost is the cost. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I I'm able to keep track of current promotions um and apply those to your trip like if if you've already booked as long as you're not paid in full excuse me I can go in and apply those promotions to your trip I've saved you know I love making that phone call uh like hey I found a promo guess what we just saved (laughs) like you know $800 or what have you um But, you know, a lot of people actually know exactly what resort they want to stay at. Um, Like my best friend is obsessed with Port Orleans. uh, uh, Wow. French Quarter. Sorry. We just stayed at Riverside last week and there's, there's two Port Orleans and I can't ever remember (laughs) where was, where did I stay and what's, what's her, her favorite. She loves Port Orleans uh, French Quarter. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a Grand Floridian girl. But um, I also have a friend that's a teacher that um, they just stayed at All Star Music and it's, she was completely jazzed about it Um, and kind of deep dive slightly. Like there's those, those resorts that I just named are all different levels 
of resorts at Disney. So you've got your value resort, your moderate resort, and your deluxe level resort. And so those are going to have different, different amenities, different locations uh, around the property, um, different room sizes, different theming, different decor, different price points. Got it. So, um, you know, when you're when you're looking to travel, like if you have a preferred uh, resort or like a resort level that you'd like to stay at, that would be great for me to know. Um, and I want to know if you're celebrating anything. Like, are we are we celebrating a graduation, or um, maybe you're planning on popping the question while you're there, or maybe we've got a birthday, you know, or maybe we're just celebrating life, like just the fact that we could all, you know, be together again and <laughs> do all these like fantastic things. Um, you know, let me, let me know what we're celebrating. Uh, and usually from there, I can, uh, I can take it and build us like a skeleton quote with a couple of options. And then from there, I generally like to schedule some sort of consultation, right? Mm -hmm. So like either a phone call, a Zoom meeting, um, just something so that we can kind of go over the finer details of, of the quote. I don't like to send over a quote that's more than like maybe four or five pages, because honestly, like that's, I think that's really overwhelming. Like maybe that might be my, like yeah. my ADD, you know, I can't focus on anything longer than that uh, without feeling super overwhelmed. So, um, you know, I like to try to walk my clients or potential clients through their quote so that I can answer questions as they go. Um, make sure that we've got the right fit as far as like a resort is concerned. We've got enough park tickets um, to satisfy what their goals for the vacation are. Um, and then usually after that, we place the $200 deposit. Um, and then from there, we kind of plan out the finer details of the vacation. So dining options. Um, I help my clients look at flights, but I don't book flights. Um, but I love to find a deal. So I'm more than happy to, to send you that text message. It's like, ah, I found a $40 flight out of Austin. Book it now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so really until until that uh, that 60 day mark where we can start booking dining and uh, experiences. And then again, at the 30 day mark, which is when the final balance is due, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of kind of I'm here to answer your questions and and make sure that we're we're happy and ready to go. Got it. So typically, so if I'm understanding, you need at least, it sounds like 90 to 60 days prior to you want to leave in order to kind of get those experiences booked and set, right? Is that what I'm understanding? Preferably. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. Um, so with Disney, they used to give us, um, we used to be able to start looking at pricing and booking like 499 days in advance. Now they've kind of gone to this model where they release all of the room and package pricing uh, in June at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, it's kind of a, a surprise when they're actually going to release them. They usually tell us a couple of days in advance, and it's always funny watching uh, myself and everyone else kind of go, oh, it's happening. It's happening. They're going to release it in like two days. <laughs> um, but so so like right now we could book anything for 2023. Um Come June at some point, uh, they'll they'll drop the 2024 packages for Disney World uh, and generally Disneyland as well. And we can start getting those those booked. But we can always get a ballpark rough estimate for that four time frame too. So but I mean, if you want to travel, if you if you think like, you know, I think I want to go to Disney World next weekend. I mean, we're we may not get all of the like the preferred dining. Um, 
but that's not to say it won't open up in between now. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's your call. I, there's never a bad time to take a Disney or universal vacation, honestly, like a bad day at Disney is still better than any day in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. I want to go um, to Disney. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now I do too. <laughs> um, so since you obviously have traveled with your kids and you help people travel with their kids, <laughs> I want to know if you have any kind of t- like traveling tips for our working moms um, when they are traveling with kids. Because I know it can be a little bit uh, stressful at times. I know it has been for me. So, <laughs> Girl. <laughs> How much time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to chug the coffee just at the thought of like trying to <laughs> keep all the kittens in the basket going through an airport. Um, right. My biggest advice is take the stroller. My oldest is eight and she's, she's petite. She's very small. Um, but we have never not used the stroller for her she is um you know like I said she's eight she's she's a third grader and by the end of the day her legs are just spaghetti like they're exhausted and you know if you're going to Disneyland that property is like it's actually fairly small um but the the Walt Disney World property is twice the size of Manhattan so (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Isn't it? Isn't it like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's like millions of people that live in Manhattan. And then you look at Disney World and you're like, eh, let's multiply it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, but you also have to think like it's home to four theme parks, more than 30 Disney owned and operated resorts. Plus there are several other uh, resorts that are, that are on the Disney world property. So we're, I'm going to say like 50 ish hotels. So close to 50,000 hotel rooms. Um, There's also an open air shopping area. There's uh, two water parks and there are two golf courses, two miniature golf courses. You know, I mean, it, it, it takes up a chunk of land. It's, it's, it's very spread out, but the property as a whole is twice the size of Manhattan, which to think of it in San Antonio terms, it's a 10th the size of our city. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, take the stroller. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you don't- I'm going want- to need one, I think, for That's my own self. That's what I was thinking. We were there. We were actually at Walt Disney World last week. Um, and during the fireworks uh show at magic kingdom my kids were standing up and like looking around and i was like oh they're not sitting in it i went and sat in the stroller i mean it did, i i'm not gonna say <laughs> the, the frame didn't creak a little but like it was <laughs> oh i love that that's so funny <laughs> uh-huh. i love it yeah. yeah like and the thing too specifically about strollers is if you don't want to travel with your stroller um you know you can always rent them at the parks, like at the front of each park. Um, I have also got some great connections where we can rent strollers that where they'll they'll bring it to you, to your resort so that you don't have to worry about um, leaving the stroller at the at the parks each night. Cause you can't really take 
the park strollers back to your resort. But you, if we rented through a third party vendor, um, you know, they're going to bring it to you. You know, it's taken care of because a lot of the vendors that I, I prefer to use are also mom owned and operated. Um, you know, they're taking care of them and they're not just like tossing them in the, you know, dusty old garage. Yeah blowing off the cobwebs when you contact them um you know so if you don't want to take your own stroller we can we can source one for you um my personal favorite is the uh gb pocket stroller and it it looks like the super unimpressive like little umbrella stroller it folds up to fit in a backpack it like oh, it weighs true. like less than five pounds we bought two of them and I that is I live and die by that thing like they're they're perfect we just fold them up when we get back to the resort room each night and put them in one of the drawers and uh, I love not losing a pinky toe to kicking a giant stroller in my room at night <laughs> well Erica did you know you could rent show I had no idea no not have been my, my 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 kids are now teenagers so it's been a little while since I've had a stroller but I didn't know it was a thing yeah me How neither cool is that? I guess you can rent everything now <laughs> yeah, yeah and like uh you know and, and even here in san antonio i've got i've got a friend that does um uh like baby equipment rentals and stuff so wow. that you can yeah so that you don't have to pa- like bring your pack and play with you um yeah, she does seats, she does strollers she's got like little like toys like you can you literally can rent anything wow. um the other advice that i would give to parents that are traveling is um apple AirTag. So, yeah, like it's, um, it's, it was shocking to me how accurate they are. Um, my, my four-year-old son is very go, go, go. And there is no tired, like Disney tired. And sometimes, you know, you're standing there helping one kid and the other kid's like, Ooh, shiny. And just walks off. Um, the Apple AirTag, you can buy these little attachments on, you know, I, I bought them on Amazon. Um, but you can get like a little attachment piece and you can clip it like inside their shorts. Um, we wove his through the laces on his tennis shoe. Um, and then that, the, the air tag fell out at one point when, when we traveled last and uh, it, it popped up on my phone and said like, Oh, Hey, your kid is, is no longer with you. Or like this Apple air tag that you named after your child is no longer with you. And I looked and I was like, I'm holding his, his hand though. Where, oh, we lost the AirTag. It was in the gift shop at the resort. It tracked it down to within 12 inches of where the AirTag was sitting, though. Oh, wow. wow. It's been sitting there for like two hours. Yeah. So it like it, if you um, at Disney, they they call it like that your, your grown up got lost. So if your grown up gets lost, that AirTag is going to be like a huge lifesaver Um just for like being able to kind of like reconnect families. And I know that, um, you know, when you're traveling, like pop that thing in your suitcase. And that way, if you're standing there at the the luggage carousel waiting for your bag and it never shows up, you can at least see where it's at. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good tip. Um, it's kind of amazing that now we have technology for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know, I mean, I know that would put my mind at ease, even, I mean, you hope you don't have to really use it, but if, you yes. know, if your kid uh, does somehow walk away or whatever the circumstances are, that would make me feel better just even knowing it's there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. And I have a question. I actually very, very soon will be traveling with my, my youngest who's uh, 13 
with his class. We're actually doing a, a trip with his class. And it's where they, they actually have the some of the students staying in one room and parents are going to stay in a different room. So this is the first time we won't be in the same hotel room, but on this, obviously next to each other. Um, any tips on how not to lose stuff? Like I, I, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be three or four boys in a room and mm-hmm. all their stuff oh is going to mix together. <sighs> My, my middle school teacher brain is like going, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, we love a checklist, right? Like I, uh, I make checklists for everything. I have like color coded post-it notes and highlighters and all that stuff. Um, however, I know that if I tried to give any of that to my kids, they're going to color with the highlighters all over my checklists and they're not going to get utilized for what I intended them for. I think my best advice there would be download an app or, and actually you can even use the notes app if you, if you have an Apple device, um, you know, and you can go in and make like a little checklist. I make checklists for every single person that I'm traveling with. Um, I like to print them out because I'm, you know, yeah, I am technically a millennial, but like I'm an elder millennial and I'm not a good one. Um, (laughs) I I prefer pen and paper. Um, so I usually make everyone their own individual checklist. When I take something out and like I'm packing, um, it gets a like a single line next to it. Okay. When we're when we're coming back, uh, or sorry, it gets a it gets a single line next to it. When it actually gets put into the suitcase, it gets highlighted. And then when we're coming back, you finish off that X on that checklist. So you've, you've accounted for it then. Exactly. So yeah. that you, you can visually identify, I know I brought this item. Um, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I make all my packing piles with the intention of taking it all, but then it doesn't all go in the suitcase. Yeah. So that, that extra step of like highlighting it once it's in the suitcase, like I can see okay, I know that I grabbed it because I put the hash mark next to it. Mm-hmm. I know it got put into the suitcase at one point because it's highlighted. And now I'm bringing it home with me and it's back in the suitcase. And now I can finish off that X. So each item has three steps to make sure that it gets taken from the house, utilized for transportation, and now we're taking it back home. Got it. Well, I hadn't thought about the notes thing. Since he has an Apple phone as well, I could share the, the checklist so he can, when he's you know when we're ready Lily to make sure he has the items in the bag that we pack because it's yeah it's a very long it's been a long five days we're really working on um responsibility and personal mm-hmm. accountability um and so what I, I did was I made her her checklist on my phone like in the notes app I took a screenshot and texted it to her and then I showed her how to do like the edit photo so that she could go in and like fill in the little bubble or draw a line through it and do those things so that she could see what she had, you know, what she had pulled, what yeah. she had packed and then what she needed to bring back. Um, but then that way she wasn't like accidentally deleting stuff and saying like, well, I don't know. I don't know where it went. I don't yeah. even know if it got taken to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's a great tip. Yeah. I was like, I mean, how am I going to do this? Like, oh my goodness. Cause it's just, yeah. it's too much first time being, in a room without mom and dad, you know, trying to figure out how to make sure not to mix all their stuff up <laughs> in the suitcases. Yeah, exactly. Or can't, not being able to figure out, like, why do you have one shoe? Where is the other shoe? <laughs> Where's the yeah. other shoe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Well, 
We always ask our guests on here what their favorite thing is about what they do. So now we want to know what your favorite thing is. <laughs> my favorite thing is getting to work with my clients to make sure that they that they get to make those memories. Um, I think over the last several years, we as a society have really kind of refocused our priorities and we realized mm -hmm. that, um, you know, time is precious and it's a gift. And, you know, sometimes you've just got to like eat the cookie, buy the shoes, take the vacation. Um, and I like, I love being a part of that with, with as many different people as possible, whether it's, you know, one person looking to just have like a little weekend magical escape for themselves or a family of, you know, 15, all looking to kind of reconnect um, after some time apart. It's being able to be a small part of other people's memories. Uh, it's a really special, it's a really special bond that I get to build with my clients. And I love mm -hmm. getting to help them not only just with that initial vacation, but with vacation time after time and year after year. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so nice. Um, and then lastly, uh, if you just want to tell people how they can get in touch with you um, for your services, uh, and then we can put some of that information in our episode description as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I am uh, on social media. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and I have a TikTok, but I don't no, I don't know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, vacations worth melting for. Uh, Facebook, you can you can search for vacations worth melting for or magical enchanted vacations. Yeah, sorry, magical enchanted vacations with Farron. Um, my website is vacationsworthmeltingfor.com, and uh, there's a, a link there that says. Uh, like let's work together and that'll take you to like yeah. a little questionnaire so you can tell me kind of what what your vacation goals are and really you know really what you're looking for and you also have the option there of signing up for a like a consultation like if you don't know what you're looking for and you don't mm -hmm. know like what a reasonable budget might be or like how many people can I even fit in a room um, is, you know, what's the best time to go? Those kinds of things. If you want to have a consultation, you can set that up, um, you know, through that link as well. And I've also got, uh, I've got a blog there. I've got, you know, some basic Q and A kind of things and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, that's okay. great. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got a number of ways for people to reach you. <laughs> and I that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Believe me, I know how that goes. Um, yeah. okay. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. I learned a lot of information about, mm -hmm. um, travel advisors that I really never knew at all. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. And, and thank yeah. you to our listeners, um, yep. for tuning into this episode and Yay. I guess we'll just see all of you next week. Next week, guys. Bye. <laughs>